You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome to the seventh behind-the-scenes episode of Focus Fire Chat. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. We also have with us our own master of social media, the one and only Green Eye Music Lover. Green, I hope you're doing. How has, uh, I guess it's been one day since we recorded our last one, so how has, how has your day been? I've gained seven light levels in the game, so it's been good. You've been, I'm a, now sitting you've been at, very busy. I have. I've gotten, I'm up to 547 at this point, so... Almost at that 550 range where I feel like I can do the raid pretty well without like struggle bussing the whole time. So it's been good. <laughs> we also have with us our special guest for the chat tonight, Zeon Remnants. Zeon, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I don't have as much luck as Green Eyed because my powerful engrams ain't dropping for anything. But <laughs> Well, you and I are on the same boat on that one, so... Bungie needs to fix that. It's like dropping at my light at my light level or below. I'm like, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> well, just in case anyone out there doesn't already know, can uh, give us give us a few uh, ideas where we can find you. I, I'll be including the links obviously in the show notes, but um, where where can we find you on the interwebs? Sure. So everything is Zeon uh, Remnants. Um, I have you know I have the Twitter. Uh, uh, Twitter.com, you know, forward slash C on Remnants. We have, uh, I have my YouTube channel, same thing, YouTube.com forward slash C on Remnants. And then also, if you would like to support my channel, you can go ahead and you can buy a Destiny-related t-shirt. Those are available at designedbyhumans.com forward slash shop forward slash, you guessed it, C on Remnants. Nice. Consistency is key. Yes, branding. (laughs) Branding is great. Exactly. Um... Well, so let me run through our intro just real quick before I hand the controls over to Xeon to kind of let's to have the chat for tonight. But as many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Please be sure to give us some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found over on our website at FocusFireChat.com. The Behind the Scenes series is a way for us to step out of the world of game lore and actually talk about other aspects of the community that we're so proud to be a part of. It also allows us the chance to sit down and really get to chat with well-versed individuals from within that aspect of the community, giving us a chance to really explore the topic. That chat, or this chat, is going to be discussing the often hidden process behind cosplaying and machinima, along with probably some other things as well. With that being said, I'm going to let Zeon give us a bit of an introduction to how he does the magic that he does. So, Zeon, would you <laughs> would you be so kind as to educate us on that? Sure. So, um, uh, I guess we'll start with cosplay. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, there's no, as far as I know, uh, school to go to or anything like that. It's kind of one of those things that you have to uh, learn by watching, you know, videos on YouTube or finding people in your area that do it and making like a group or like, um, you know, then of course you have 501st and uh, the mercenaries, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. However, uh to join those groups, normally you need to already have cosplay experience because they have very strict requirements on their uh, their actual group membership. Um, so uh, for me, um, my kind of like how I started doing cosplay, my favorite uh, prop or cosplay creator is Evil Ted. Um, nice. He's, he's awesome. He's one of my yeah. favorites. Um, and of course, by default, since I like Evil Ted, I like Punish Props Bill Duran. And uh, also, I've been looking at Kamui Cosplay recently. She does some intricate, amazing stuff. Um, so that's um, one of those things that, um, you know, I do things differently than other people. Once you have, like, your uh, your process, you start developing things that make it easier for you. 
Um, and it's also similar with uh, making machinima. There's nowhere to go to learn how to make machinima. My first couple episodes of Team Titan were like really rough, and I plan to go back and like redo season one as like a definitive special edition. Try not to George Lucas it up kind of thing. Right. Um, <laughs> so, we, we appreciate uh, yeah, that we, effort. Yeah, more aliens in the background. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's uh, so most of the stuff I do is stuff that you have to learn on your own, learn by watching others, or try and find people interested in the same thing you are in your community and do it that way. So that's kind of my deal, I guess. Creativity is my life, basically. Anything creative. Writing, drawing, making stuff, whatever. That's my whole thing. Nice. So who kind of inspired you? Let's say start with Machinima. Who inspired mm. you to like want to go and do that? Because it's still a very small community com- in comparison, yeah. especially in the U.S. Definitely. Especially in uh, Destiny. There's not many Destiny Machinima. The most known, obviously, is Destiny Cops. Um, and then after that, the next machinima, the next most popular is Fireteam Weasel. And actually, um, I got inspired to do a Destiny machinima because of them. Of course, I love Red vs. Blue. Like, behind right. me in my office, I have every season of Red vs. Blue. Um, and uh, what what how had happened was about a year or so ago, I was, um, I was writing this story. It was really dark and everything. And I was like, you know what? I want to write, like, something funny-ish. And, like, maybe I want to do it in a machinima or something. And, like, we were going to do um, Star Wars Yield Republic. We were going to do a story there. And um, then nice, I watched Fireteam nice. Weasel. I watched Fireteam Weasel one time. And uh, I started, I just watched how, however many episodes were out at the time. I think it was, like, three episodes. And I was like, you know what? I love Destiny. I, I was, like, I've been a beta tester for every de- for Destiny 1 and 2. Like, I've been playing Destiny for years. It's like, there's not that much Destiny stuff. And Honestly, I don't like Destiny Cops that much, so <laughs> I, right. I know like that's unpopular, but it's not my thing. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try a Destiny. So definitely, Fireteam Weasel was the inspiration to specifically do a Destiny machinima. And then the cool thing was when I started writing it and doing it, I, I commented on uh, Digital Curse as the creator of Fireteam Weasel. I left a comment. I was like, I'll never hear from him. But he like commented back the next day. I was like, Hey, how did you do this? And he was like, Oh, this is how I did it. And I was like, oh, Okay, cool. And then when Team Titan came out, which is my machinima, um, he started watching it, and then he would comment on my video, and we went back and forth. And now, um, the cool thing is that me, him, and another machinima creator, his name is Tempest Knight, he makes Rift and From the Ashes, which are like, if you, I know you guys love lore. If you guys really love, like, want to see, like, lore-driven stories, watch his stuff, because it's insane, the, like, uh, the stuff in his show. But um, now, the three of us have created this little bubble of like machinima and destiny and we've actually been crossing over for a couple months now and uh we've we announced on our podcast the destiny machinima universe which is basically like a marvel universe but it's for our our shows and uh so now it's like evolved into this like next thing of like interweaving stories and like we have like a time sh- timeline of everybody's stuff to not interfere and like we have all these things going on it's pretty cool like it started this little idea i had and now like the person that expired inspired me to do this i talked i we actually just had like a three-hour conversation with uh digital before i came on here because nice. we're discussing the the special that we're going to be doing so but uh anyway in short um babbling now the no, short answer to your question is uh fire team weasel inspired me to make uh team titan nice so you're actually doing the your podcast because you have a podcast that you do as well on top of all of this like you you're kind of busy man yeah, well, the podcast is only every couple months, um, and it basically rotates around the three Machinima channels. So, like, the first time it was on mine, then it'll go over to Digitals, then Tempest, and back to mine. So, uh, we only, we've only done four episodes so far. We do it, like, every two or three months. Um, this recent one, since we have the Discord now, the Destiny Machinima uh, Discord, uh, they sent us questions that we answered uh, on that. And nice. then we had the... Uh, we had the uh, Machinima writers and then the owner of the Discord, who's a, a f- obviously, since she's the Discord manager, she like loves all the shows. So she was on. And so we had like this uh, this little discussion and we answered questions and stuff. So yeah, it's not a frequent thing, but every couple months we like to put out a podcast just answering fan questions, stuff like that. That's awesome. My, like one of the questions I've always had when it comes to trying to do Machinima and Destiny is, is how have you done it? Are you purely doing it in D1? <laughs> Because the glitch 
I don't know if there's a glitch you can use to get rid of your weapon in D2, is there? Uh, there is. Um, from uh, In our bubble, mm-hmm. From the Ashes is the only D2 machinima right now. We're going to be in D2. Me and uh, Digital will be in D2 eventually. But I know that right now the only way... To, there used to be a glitch with the item manager where you could like unequip. And then you would have, oh. you know, for but they patched that. I don't know why. Dang it. And now the new glitch, uh, I think I want to ask Tempest about it. It has to do with a uh, submachine gun for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. The, um, but the uh, switching between dual submachine guns. Is that what it is? Yeah. So you okay. have you have a sub in your primary and then I guess it's secondary. I don't know what they call them now. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a special weapon in your primary weapon. And if you just sit there and yeah. you hit uh, for Xbox, it's Y. You just like just basically sit yeah. there and hit it back and forth. It'll remove it. All right. But gotcha. it, yeah, it, takes, it takes a lot of <laughs> like, I mean, you do it really? for a couple minutes and your thumbs like I'm like, oh, my God, my thumb's going to fall off. <laughs> like, It's just like I'm surprised that there's no feature in Destiny. Like I think in Halo, they eventually yeah. added it. Like, yeah, uh, it was you like. Know, Reach, camera feature you know well and then yeah. they had then they had it in pvp they've had it for a long time yeah. you can go back well, and watch your match in pvp yeah what was that called director view or whatnot uh, or? yeah i think it was like theater theater mode or something yeah but they, they, i mean they would record the whole the whole fight and you could um because that was when you could change it was I. I was just actually, actually, on it. Honestly, I was actually thinking about this earlier today because I was, I was trying to figure out, you know, like memory wise, the amount of memory that that has to take is just immense. Because what, they, what they actually did was with theater mode was in PvP, they would let you not just like relive your moments, but you could actually go into a, like a, um, a monitor mode, and you could go around the entire map. And yeah. like see everything that's going on during that that particular. It was crazy when they introduced it, but yeah, I I am kind of I'm I'm interested that they haven't had that in De- and it's not because there hasn't been a, a clamoring for it. Oh my gosh! Every other month you see something on Reddit, people begging for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D one definitely easier. It's a you know sword glitch is not mm-hmm. that hard to do, um. So that's a good thing. But yeah, D2, I hear it's a lot more pain. I'm like, well, I'm like, the way my story's planned out, I won't be in D2 until season four of Team Titans. So I got a ways to go anyway. So By then, maybe they'll fix something. When you're writing out the episodes for them, because your episodes, you have a pretty good-sized episode each time. You're about, what, 15 minutes each episode or so? They, va- they vary. The last, um, the last, what, three episodes have been more than 20 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. At first, they were kind of like... I'd probably go through my playlist now and I can tell you, but uh, they were roughly around 15 minutes. One episode was just a small little thing was about five minutes. That was around the time I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just because of that. But most the recent episodes have been over 20 minutes. Actually, the last episode we did, episode eight, which is called Siva Smackdown, uh, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> was uh, about 20 full content, 24 minutes. Uh, so it was the longest episode we've done. And uh, I didn't realize it was going to be that long until... Like, uh, we're doing voice recordings, and the main character, Brun, is like, hey, uh, it's a long episode. I'm like, no, it's not that long. It's a lot of fighting. He's like, that's pretty long. And then by the time I edit, I was like, oh, man, this is 24 minutes. I'm like, holy So are you you doing – so you have everybody record all the voice acting first, and then Mm -hmm. are you having – who do you get in to record the actual machinima, the the acting – Right now, uh, most of the body actors are the voice actors of the characters they play. Um, mm-hmm. We have, since moving over to the Discord now, uh, got a couple more PS4 body actors that, um, and they they actually are are going to be getting their own parts. One of them has already, but um, so we, I have a little group right now. I only have about five people. Uh, most of the body actors on our Discord is Xbox because that's uh, we're uh, Fireteam Weasel and From the Ashes are on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need more PS4 people, <laughs> especially for next season. There's like a lot of characters, which is an uncommon season. problem for Destiny. Ironically, like as much as they push all the PS4 stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take Xbox. You know, I'll... <laughs> they're like pushing for me to get an Xbox. I'm like, uh, it's a, it's like, a well, good, it's go. a good investment, dude. It's a great well, investment. My, 
Yeah, I was like, I'll probably get one during Black Friday. Because I, 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 I probably will get an Xbox One X. Because like right mm-hmm. now, my mm-hmm. machine is on my PS4 Pro. So if I were going to switch to Xbox, I'd have to get something similar that the quality maintains the same. Um, well, it maintains the same quality. True. Totally true. Nice. It's just, when you're writing the scripts, because you're writing all the scripts yourself, or are you team yeah. writing? No, the, Team Titan is all me. Um, okay. It's 100% me. The team writing comes with um, the actual... Um, kind of like where all our plots are going to converge to, which is, <laughs> I say converge, the special that we're going to be doing in a couple years called Convergence. Um, but uh, that that's the most team writing I've done, is with uh, Tempest and Digital, is getting this crossover... And this is huge, like multi thing document because, like, we have characters from all three shows, and like, where do they go? What do they do? And yeah, we actually uh, earlier today we had like a meeting about that. It's a couple hours long, like trying to hammer out the final act of it. But um, nice. no, team team Titan is all hundred percent my insanity. Okay, so what was the inspiration for Team Titan? Besides the awesome name, that reminds me so much of the uh, actual Teen Titans. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a problem too. Like, if you look up team team Titan, Teen Titan comes up, which is ha- highly irritating. Mm-hmm. But at one point, <laughs> you're, not com- you're not competing with anything or at all. Yeah, like. I, I was like, come on! I was like, at one point, going to change the show to Fire Team Titan. So, like, hopefully, it would come up better. I, I don't know if I'm going to do that still. Maybe next season, but it's you have to actually type in Team Titan Machinima if you're not subscribed to my channel for it to pull up. But anyway, oh, it's annoying. Um, yeah. But uh, the so the idea at the start was the ghost guardian dynamic in D one sucks. Like, I wish it was more like uh, uh, we talked about Borderlands before we got we went live, and like I wish it was more like claptrap and like your character mm-hmm. or something like that, like a bickering back and forth. And we never really get that. Um, the most we get of that is in D two with Osiris and his ghost. Like that's the most bickering you see between a ghost and a guardian, really. Right. Um, because you know our guardians never really talk in either either D one or D two, um, they have very few lines. So like that was the idea at first. I was like, oh, you know what? Like it would be funny if like you know this, if like the main character guardian was like this average uh, player and like his ghost is like a an for him and he tries to get him killed all the time and like they're bickering back and forth. And so I, I actually voiced the main character's ghost. His name is Kenji, and. Uh, the uh, main character, Brun, is a good friend of mine. Actually, uh, met him playing Star Wars The Republic many years ago. And uh, our bickering in the show is kind of like our bickering in real life. So, like, it's pretty funny to me that, like, I, I try and inject as much real life stuff as possible. Like, a lot of the things that characters say is right. stuff that their voice actors say in real life. It's like one of those weird, like, uh, one of my friends, uh, my best friend for 10 years, like, he has a weird way of saying stupid. And he says step at, and I always made me laugh. And I was like, I've if I, I'm like I'm gonna write a character for you, and like I'm gonna like put that in there. And now it's like you know the main thing that the character like says is he likes to call people you know stupid, but it's one of in those in his weird, own way. In his own way, yeah. And there's actually levels of stupid that, and we, we <laughs> made that up. We we like made that up back in high school, and now it's in the show because like he promoted the main character to from stupid to ha stupid. And so you like his little, you see his little head like go up this bar like up to the next level, uh-huh. um, but um, yeah, that was, but that was the main idea. I wanted a better dynamic between Ghost and Guardian. That was what interested me. That's awesome. I I kind of want like a sassy ghost. Like I do mm-hmm. enjoy watching um, a lot of the role players on Twitter. I follow mm-hmm. quite a few of them, and I love watching their interactions because you get to see them flesh out these characters in a way that you wouldn't see in game. Yeah. Um, The one I'm really kind of following right now is one of the Marasov role players. And it's, I wish they would be able to tell those kind of stories, but it's nice that you get to do that through your machinima between the ghost and the guardian, because we really, you're like, you said, you don't Mm -hmm. get to see that. Are we mad at the ghost? Are, (laughs) is there any reason for, I mean, yeah. I would be kind of pissed off if I was sleeping and something woke me up because that's kind of normal life for me at this point. My dog is doing that constantly. But um, it, if a ghost did that, I mean, what kind of repercussions would you really have? 
It was like every time I write a new character, I, I always think, what is this person's ghost like? You know, and like, how is their relationship? I think it's one of those funny things. Like every, especially the main cast of Team Titan, their relationships with their ghosts are way different. Um, you know, you have uh, the Guardian Raven and her ghost, Shelly. Mm-hmm. And Shelly is like uh, just a complete just jerk to everyone and likes to use horrible words to like talk to people and then raven just wants to kill everything so they have like this double team of like kind of in their own way and then like falcon and newt falcon's like the tryhard and then newt is like a strategic ghost and he like plots everything out and then you have brun and kenji and then kenji's always trying to get brun killed and he's just like i'll resurrect you it's fine like what's the big deal like and brun's like dying hurts you know and like um, stuff like that. So it's one of those things. And we got uh, another character name. Uh, his name is Slaker. He's on another team, and uh, he's a like a uh, again based off a guy I know, and uh, he voiced his own character. And uh, it's uh, in real life, the guy's name is Jose, but he has a really thick country accent or southern accent, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> again, one of those funny things where I was like, "Huh, you know, be funny, Slaker." I'm like, "What if your ghost speaks Spanish?" And so, like, his <laughs> so, like, you have Slaker and you have Juan the ghost, and Slaker is like really southern, and his ghost speaks nothing but Spanish, and like it tripped everyone out because he mentions it, like he's like, oh yeah, my ghost has a funny accent, and then like when his ghost appears in the next episode, he's like talking to him in Spanish, and he understands him hundred percent. So it's one of those funny things, you know, like real life again putting into the show because uh, uh so like this is the story so like we're playing star wars your republic and i've known slaker for like years and we're talking about where we live and i find out that he lives like an hour from me in florida right mm-hmm. i was like oh dude like add me on facebook like whatever so like we're still playing star wars or republic i get a friend request from a guy named jose reyes i was like who the hell? and i was like and, I, and I, I'm, I'm on this headset with slaker i said slaker i was like are you a, are you a big mexican He's like, yeah, I'm a big Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, awesome. Like, I'm like, do you speak Spanish? He goes, no, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so wait, wait, does he have the, is he the one who voices the Spanish ghost then? He voices the, the Guardian, Slaker. He voices okay. himself. So he, his, you know, his, his, you know, his regular accent is his Guardian's accent. Okay. And uh, actually, uh, the guy that you met at Guardian Con, the guy that was with me, Marlon, he voices uh, Juan the Ghost. He's uh, okay. he's, Hondur- he's Honduran, so he does the Spanish for the Ghost. Nice. He's very anal about his Spanish too. He's like, oh, I'm, he's like, he'll do a line and be like, no, that's not right. Do it again. I'm like, it doesn't matter. We have <laughs> subtitles. No one cares. He's like, no, I have to do it again. I was like, okay, fine. I mean, I I can kind of relate. I had to play uh, a character that spoke Spanish part of the time during a show, and mm-hmm. it was I am not fluent. I grew up in an area where everybody was pretty much fluent, but I am not, and so I was one of those people as well, like constantly checking and going over and over and over and over and driving people crazy with my lines. <laughs> it was great, but yeah. Um, so. The story came together because of a lot of like real life moments with you and your buddies. Uh-huh. Do you ever have things that you see other people do or you see inspiration from outside of just your friend group? Or is it just mainly like, hey, this is us? No, I mean, I, I love uh, I mean, I love Star Wars and uh, we do a lot of Star Wars references. Like there's a line in episode one where uh, Rasputin's talking to Kenji and uh, Kenji, like, translates for his guardian, and his guardian's like, your Russian's terrible. And then Kenji's like, I'm not fluent over, you know, a million forms of communication or something like that, like a C-3PO reference. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, you know, and then, uh, uh, you know, and then what else we have? Uh, oh, like in episode two, I think it is, uh, uh, Ken, uh, the ghost is like, hey, uh, in three seconds, Shanks are going to come out of this vent. And Brun's like, how do you know that? He's like, oh, like, I'm a Jedi. Like, that's how I know, you know? Stuff right. like that, like, you know, um, and then there's, like, some anime references here and there, I'm a big weep. And, um, yeah, stuff like that. I like to, like, just inject little things here and there. Um, and then in episode seven, we introduced a sergeant character, so that's clearly, like, a red versus blue reference. Mm-hmm. Because um, I had this... I, I made a joke about it and became a real thing. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if there was, like, a Guardian boot camp and, like, all new Guardians went? There was, like, this sergeant that just wanted to, like, 
uh, like, you know, teach you how to be a guardian. And, and then I was thinking, like, what would the lessons be? And I was like, oh, my God, lesson number one is how to die and revive. That's hilarious. So, like, in episode seven, like, you get introduced to Sergeant, and uh, his, he's training these kindergartians, and that's what they're called in the script, kindergarten one and two. Nice. And uh, he's like, and I voice Sergeant, which is hilarious. So he's like, all right, lesson number one, die and revive. And they're like, how do you do that, Sarge? He's like, I'll show you. He universal remotes the one guy and kills him. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, well, actually, it was funny because well, he universal remotes the second one. The first one was overkill. Like, we're like, and it's one of those funny things where, like, in the process of making it, like, someone has a genius idea. So we're like in. Um, I can't remember what the map in D1 is called, but it's one of the maps that you can drive a tank in. It's on Earth. Um, I can't think of it right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, shock, shock, shockyard or? Yeah, it's the really, really, the, like one of the only really big ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like this little building in the middle. It's kind of partially open and there's like stairs and stuff. So like there's a turret like right where this conversation's taking place where sergeant's telling them yeah you have to die a hundred times like give me a hundred reps right and uh <laughs> initially he was just kind of shotgun the kindergarten but we're like one the guy uh who's ki- doing the kindergarten he's looking he's like you know there's a turret behind you right and i was like yeah i was like oh i'm like that's hilarious so like instead of him shotgunning the first one he like jumps up to the top and he's like what is he doing up there he hops in the turret and he's like get trained guardian he just plows into him with turret like just blast him to death with turret blast it's so funny um and then uh and then the second lesson is how to stay alive so like uh he has like all these thralls that he just like lets loose on the guardians they have to run away from and uh imagine like having to actually have somebody teach all guardians how to do what they do (laughs) yeah that's that's the funny thing about it. it i love it yeah it's like, oh, this is how you run a heroic event. I know I, a lot of veterans who still can't do this. Uh, what? Uh, one of the guys that body acts on the kindergartens, he wrote me something on Facebook. He wrote this little script, and it was like lesson fourteen, how to make friends in the tower. And it was like sergeants with the kindergartens. He was like, all right, this is how you make friends in the tower. You got to go up to them, and you got to run around in circles around them. And then if they like, <laughs> what is it? It's like then if they start emoting, you emote with them. You start a dance party, and then you got to keep crouching up and down around them. And after that, you made a friend or something like that. And it was like, you know, like one of those weird things in D1 that you would do, like when you see a guardian of the tower, you like start crouching near them or something. Right, yeah. You know. The dance, the conga yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's funny. We did a conga line at Guardian Con. But uh, <laughs> yeah, cosplay, a cosplay conga. Um, did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. I, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Speaking uh, you- of uh, cosplay, I want you to talk about this cosplay you did at Guardian mm-hmm. Con that we saw. Oh, uh, yeah. So I decided. Uh, so last year when I went to Guardian Con, I was the first time I brought my props. I had Destiny props that I brought, and uh, my goal for this year, uh, Guardian Con, was to do a full armor. And uh, I based it off my armor in D one that I used to wear, which is the um, Prison of Elders armor, the Titan one with the airplane wings. The platypus. I stripes. love that helmet. Yeah, are they a weird whatever? It's just the weirdest <laughs> armor set, but I love it because it's so strange and like. I love going on the spur and jumping and like putting my arms out. It's like, Oh, I'm aerodynamic. But anyway, uh-huh. um, so yeah, I started working on the helmet, like right after guardian concept 2017. And then in September of that year of 2017, I bought my house. And so I moved and everything. And like, I kind of just got pushed to the back. And then, uh, when January came around of this year, I had like a little, like a couple months of like depression or whatever. So it got pushed back again. And then I looked, I was like, man, guarding con is coming up and I have like three months to do this. So I just crammed it every day after work. I got this armor done and I had to learn on the way. Cause I never did like a full body thing before. Um, so that was a huge challenge. And I had just like tons of reference material scattered about like, I actually have a workshop in my house. I have a sunroom nice. and it's uh fully air conditioned everything, but it's my workshop. And uh, I mean, that w- that in my living room was a mess because I was r- running out of room, but uh, there was a three month cram to do that. And then uh, I didn't finish the armor officially until four o'clock in the morning, the Saturday of guardian con, like in my hotel, I'm like uh, finishing painting and weathering and adding silver details and stuff. And like the, I'm like, oh, I hope I don't damage anything in the hotel room that I have to pay for. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and then uh, even so, I finished at four in the morning, got a couple hours sleep, and then we, you know, got in the car and uh, brought everything up. But yeah, that was kind of one of those. I wish I planned it better, kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. But and I plan to upgrade stuff for next year that I didn't get to do fully or one I'm not too happy with or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, and then the gun I I was using my scout rifle was actually the first prop I ever made. Uh, when that it's not the first prop I ever made, but the first like official one I ever made. Um, that's what I was toting around with. I made that a couple years ago. So, what kind of materials do you prefer to use when you're doing your like prop? Say prop building first. Do you work uh, in plastics or? I it depends. Like um, a lot of the couple Destiny props I've made are modified Nerf guns, and just for the reason that I like, I like when they. I don't know. I just like having a prop that shoots. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Iron Wreath I made shoots, the Drake's Promise shoots. Um, I'm actually uh, making a Monte Carlo for a commission that'll. Nice. Yeah, I found a gun I want to use that'll shoot a Nerf gun. Um, so I like I like the modding part of it. I've I mean even on my on those guns, there's still a lot of like additional fabrication that gets made. But my main thing that I like to use is EVA foam. Okay. Um, which is like those little jigsaw mats that you see, or uh, they come in rolls. Like you can buy that like a like a rolling, not like a rolling mat, but uh, it's hard to explain. You you'll see them at, like at sports stores or. At, you know, Ross or whatever. Right. For like um, workout gym type stuff. Kind of, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as it's flat on one side, like I, I'll, I'll buy it, you know, and store it for use. But yeah, foam is my favorite thing. It's like, you can, you can like burn it and like harden it and cut it easily and do all kind of crazy stuff to it. It's really cool. Okay. So do you get, ever get like weird looks for buying a ton of like <laughs> the foam at the hardware store or the sporting goods store? No, I think the like weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, like while prop shopping was like, I was making a lightsaber one time and I'm like in Home Depot, like putting PVC pipes together that don't go together. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're doing plumbing and the Home Depot guy's like, do you need help? I'm like, no, I'm okay. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just you know, I'm working it out. He's like, okay, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> just like putting like a half inch pipe with a three quarter inch pipe. Yeah, just like. <laughs> and he's like, what? "What the heck are you doing?" That's awesome. So are you in the about, right area? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What kind of plumbing do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Who did your plumbing is more important. Uh, I'm like trying to see if like long like uh, pipes fit in for like the blade and like swinging <laughs> it around. And <laughs> so how how long does it take you say to make a lightsaber? I know that maybe like a slightly more simple one, depending on how you do the hilt yeah. and everything. But how long would it take you to modify say PVC pipe and with the heating element or adding the different pieces to it to make a prop that you like? Um, I mean, like, it depends on how difficult you want to make. I mean, realistically, you could make a simple lightsaber in, like, a couple hours sitting if you have the materials with you and you have the right uh, tools and everything. Um, so it just depends on how intricate you want to do it. You know, like my uh, like my Iron Wreath, for example, that I made is mm-hmm. literally a Nerf gun, and Iron Wreath has that long uh, barrel. Right. And you just, like, you know, cutting off part of the old barrel on the Nerf gun, adding a PVC pipe that fits and that the darts still fit through. And then I made, like, the little wolf's, wolf's heads out of foam, and I painted them. And then the, like, longest thing that took to paint on that was, like, the iron tree that's on the side of the gun. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I bought, like, little black letters for, like, the hockey symbol and stuff like that. I mean, that realistically, like, I could do that in, like, a couple days with painting and stuff. So it just depends, you know. Um, my scout rifle took way longer because there was a lot of foam added, and not only that, but I was learning how to make props. Um, so it just depends. I mean, you can do something in a sitting, roughly, um, depending. Like a lightsaber is not that difficult, depending on what you're doing. But right, um, most of the time, the like the biggest amount of time, not, I want to say wasted, but spent, is like waiting for stuff to dry. And like, you know, making sure stuff's painted properly before you seal it and then giving that time to dry before you add another coat and stuff like that. So it just depends on what you're working with. Right. So you said you made a scout, you made the iron wreath, you have a lightsaber. 
made uh, Drake's promise that right. um, that's been signed by almost every Destiny YouTuber you could think of. And uh, that's going to be getting raffled off next year at my booth at Guardian Con for charity for St. Jude's, which is going to be cool. Um, I recently did Saiyan Armor for the Anime Festival in Orlando. I did two I saw sets. That. Did you see that? Uh-huh. That was a last-minute thing. Those were, like, super easy to make. Like, I banged them out, like, in a couple days. Um, nice. And, like, like stuff like that. You know, Saiyan Armor is not hard. And you can find templates online for Saiyan Armor, too. It's pretty uh, common, like, cosplay thing. Um. Uh, I've done my Titan armor. Uh, actually, the uh, the funny thing was that I forgot that the first prop I ever made was in high school. And it was for, like, a classmate. He paid me for it. And I forgot completely about it until, like, I connected with him a couple weeks ago. And he was like, hey, like, uh, I see that you're making props now. He's like, I still have that lightsaber. I was like, do you really? And he's like, yeah. And he sent me a picture of it. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot. Like, it was just like I just repainted, like, a Count Dooku lightsaber or something. Mm-hmm. And I made it, like, gold and, like, I think it was brown or green accents or something like that. Nice. And I was like, oh, I would love to, like, see this in person just to, like, you know, take pictures with it, make a video about it or something. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, I did a, I did Ghost uh, recently. Uh, Bungie or whoever. I don't know who makes it for uh, Bungie. But they've come out with these little vinyl ghosts mm-hmm. for, like, 14 bucks. And they're amazing because, like, I can make any ghost from it. So, like, I recently, I was, excuse me, I was commissioned to do uh, the D1, I think it was the Iron, uh, what was the last expansion called? Uh, Rise, of, Rise Iron. of Iron. The, the, the D1 one? Rise of Iron, not the SIVA one, but the, the Dead Orbit ghost in oh, that had, like, nice. these, these, yeah. these huge, like, uh, crown things at the top. Um, so I, I did that for a client and I even added like a light in the head and stuff like that. So I'll be doing more of those. I plan on having a bunch of those for sale. Um, but I do want to make the SIVA one cause, uh, actually I want to make it for a voice actor. The one that voice acts Shelly cause his ghost is the SIVA ghost. I want to like gift it for him for Christmas cause he's nice. so awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ghosts are amazing. Oh yeah, they're great. You know what's cool? Like the remember the Amazon uh, the Echo Ghost? Yeah, uh-huh. the Dread Explorer one. Uh, yeah, well you know they're they're like nine ninety nine on Amazon right now, right? So mm-hmm. they're actually cheaper than buying the vinyl ones. So I actually <laughs> stocked up like of five of them because like I, I have Prime, so I'm, I can use the Amazon warehouse. So I got them for like seven ninety nine or something. Nice. And so I'll be buying those too. Like, yeah, they're like a hundred something dollars when they came out, but now they're like half the price of the stupid vinyl ones. So I'm like, I'm gonna stock up on these too. Like, I have like ten ghosts right now in my shop. Like five vinyl, fine, five uh, Amazon ones. So well, the nice one of the Amazon one is they have the built-in um, slot for the LED thing, if I remember. Like where the yeah, vinyl I, one, you have to kind of, you'd have to kind of machine one in. I yeah, and that's what I did. I machined out the middle, and then I I just really like really cheaply put like a Harbor Freight flashlight in the <laughs> middle, and that was it. Like that was all I needed, you know. Um, but yeah, I haven't really messed with the Amazon Echo one yet. But I want to see the the thing that sucks about the Echo one is it doesn't really have like a stand, whereas the vinyl one has like a clear rod, so it looks like it's floating. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so I'd, I'd have to make something for that, or nothing at all if someone just wants to have it on their desk or whatever. But I know somebody who wants to have just the ghost on his desk, and he spent about three hours trying to cut away the silly uh, pipe that comes ghost out of it. My ghost does just oh, sit yeah. on the desk, and I will take your judgment and ignore it. <laughs> that's what he spent his evening at guardian con yeah, doing my, i also i also uh spent my my fr- what was that friday night at guardian con tearing apart stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah but speaking of like tearing apart stuff and blue had a lot of trouble with getting that one little pipe out because it was, it was like glued oh, in it was like, yeah it, i mean it thing was I, oh it was in there it was in there very well whoever makes that vinyl ghost a plus on uh, <laughs> on securing but, uh, that base. Yeah, was they're there, pretty sturdy. Was there anything that you've made that you were that just didn't turn out the way you wanted? And you had to kind of scrap it, or have you been able to salvage most of the stuff you've made? Um, no, I've been able to salvage most of the stuff I've made. Uh, the sometimes I think more because I do custom figures too. I think the uh, most like issue I had with like something like. Where I had to like either chuck it or just do something with it was like 
way back in the day when I started like making custom figures, like for whatever reason, these like three clone troopers I did, the paint just like did not dry whatsoever. And I was like, I'm going to check these or what? I decided just to like kill them mm-hmm. and like, just like put dirt and like black paint all over them and just have them like dead in the background somewhere. But so they did not come out how I wanted to, but I ended up salvaging them in a, in a way. But as far as props go, no, everything I've kind of like was like, yeah, I can use this for this. I've been able to make it work. Um, even if it didn't come out like 100% how I wanted, I still uh-huh. was like, I finished it. And I'm like, you know what? As long as it looks like what it's supposed to look like, sometimes you just have to like just move on and like not um, stress too much about it. Because then you end up making it worse if you do that. Right. Try, try and overfix something, you know? Nice. So, all those different builds that you've had so far, you mm-hmm. haven't done anything from D2 yet. No. Is there something that you want to do from D2? I want to do uh, the Sunshot I thought of doing. Mm, um, trying to figure out how to do that. Gun. Yeah, it is. Um, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What do I like in D2? Someone wanted me to make a sleeper, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's a." Oh. I mean, I, I'm like, I, that's a bit difficult. Like, I would like to attempt it at some point. Um, I don't know if right now would be a good time to attempt it because I have other things. But uh, I also that would be have something such, cool to make. I have that such hatred right now for sleeper. Oh the, man, the gambit, and gambit. Everything. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. No, I sleeper. I just I'm gonna have nightmares about that gun still for a <laughs> while, and I get it. I just, I can't even use it. I use it in like PVE, but God, I can't use uh, it. I anymore. cannot. I ref, like I the few times I've played Gambit like solo, I just I drive myself oh, crazy. Like, I have yeah. to go with my team, or else I don't play Gambit. Oh yeah. Like if I play with my team, we're on a streak the whole night. If I go by myself and I get randos, I'm like yelling at the screen. But... Yeah. That... Oh God, Gambit. Gambit's so much fun though. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. So before the show. We talked a little bit about your Jon Snow cosplay. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, that one, as far as like putting it together, it doesn't look like too difficult as far as the costuming goes. But the thick, the two things I want to know more about mm. is the the little bit. There's a little bit of makeup you do for that. Yeah. I saw, and mm-hmm. then also the the um, fur. What did you use to do the fur? Like cloak type thing that he has going on so the well just real quick that cosplay i did not make um that was like a last minute thing i bought that off of amazon and then um my plan for that is to upgrade it because it's some like the buckles are horrible the straps suck the fur uh, cape is okay um but it's one of those things that like last minute i was like you know what like everybody's been bugging me like yo do john snow do john snow it's like okay fine so I did that. Uh, I wore my Kylo Ren boots with it, though, because I wasn't going to buy new boots. Right. But, um, like, that's another thing I want to do eventually, Kylo Ren. That would be cool. Uh, yeah. But I'd have to shave my beard. I'm like, ah, oh, I look like a 12-year-old cosplaying as Kylo Ren. Like, <laughs> I want to shave my beard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the but the scar, and it's really simple. And I, I'd never really done anything like that before. So I did watch a couple of videos. I went to, uh, you know, Halloween City. I bought, like, a scar kit or whatever. And I think the main thing with those is, like, the scar comes in, like, a rectangle almost. Like, a, if you imagine, like, a rectangle, like a piece of tape. Mm-hmm. And then the scar is in the middle of the tape. And the thing that a lot of people don't forget to do is to cut that excess tape or whatever material is out of, out of it. So then you just have that little scar, like little, you know, and then you have that the adhesive or whatever it is on the back of it. So I did that, and then I cut it in half, and I, I even went so far as to cut a part of my eyebrow um, so that the scar would go through my eyebrow. And then part of my beard, too, I even cut into it a bit so that the scar, when it came down, looked like it was even going into my beard, too. So that was really it. It wasn't anything crazy nice. or anything like that. So I can't take, like too much credit for it, it did, but it just looked good I, I did win my company's like halloween cost contest which was cool and uh and it was weird because like uh i work in the insurance company so I work in a big building and uh right. like now people i don't even know from like other floors like hey john snow i'm like hi <laughs> i don't know who you are because <laughs> like uh, and as a joke i put my like my work skype as uh john one of my john snow pictures and like so i'll be like 
Skyping a property or auto adjust or be like, hey, this claim, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, hey, Mr. Snow, how are you doing? I'm like, hi. Seriously, the claim, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but seriously, work. Yeah, like, you know, this person had an auto accident. You know, they hit a tree or something. No, but, um, uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny now at work. It's like I have, like, I don't want to say a fan club, but, like, girls I don't know, like, talk to me now. It's weird. <laughs> it's a hard life Seems you live. Beneficial. Yeah. Right? Well, well. It's if not even good. Yeah, no. Uh, if there's a cosplay that you d- haven't done yet or haven't made yet, but you want to make, Destiny or whatever, which one would you choose? Like, if you could shoot the moon, regardless of skill or time or money, what would mm-hmm. you choose to do? Uh, I've always wanted to do um, a really, really awesome Mandalorian armor. And yes. uh, one of my one of my goals is to make one for uh, so I can join the Mandalorian Mercs, which is basically like the five hundred first, but for Mandalorian cosplayers. Nice. And they do the same thing. They do charities. They go to hospitals. They do all these cool things. Um, so that is one of one of like my kind of like premier goals in cosplay is to their their requirements just like five hundred first are super strict. Like you can't. I can't even use foam uh, for their cosplay. Um, for the most part, they have some divisions, like Old Republic divisions, that use foam because the armor is a bit different than the plated one you see in the movie. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, it's com- material I don't even work with at the moment. So that's that's like my main, uh, my main like premiere thing I want to do. And then um, just in general, uh, I was uh, wanting to do something again Star Wars. Um, I want to do like a smuggler. But like a like a Cad Bane smuggler almost, mm-hmm. but like a human. So uh, I've been like kind of collecting stuff for that. Uh, Wish is like a really cool website for like cheap clothes and like cheap cool stuff. Nice. So like uh, you can buy like weird like jackets and stuff, and like use that as like a you know a, a starting point for something. So I plan to like uh, there's a couple coats I've been eyeing on Wish, uh, like ten bucks, but they look kind of like cowboy dusters, but like kind of more modern um so i want to do something like a, like that and then um i haven't done anything anime re- well i did say an armor recently but i want to do something anime in the future i don't know what i want to do yet but uh my first cosplay i ever did uh was megacon 2014 i think mm-hmm. and uh like i'd never did cosplay before i never even celebrated halloween until like two years ago because fun fact my father's jehovah witness they don't celebrate halloween Right. And um, so as a kid, even though I wasn't necessarily Jehovah Witness, like I still didn't celebrate Halloween. Um, so I never even dressed up until I was an adult, right? So like we're in MegaCon, and like I love Bleach. Like uh, the movie yeah. came out. The, if you have you guys seen the movie on Netflix? Nope, I refuse. It's um, it's amazing. It oh, is the okay. best. Is it? Is it? It is the best anime. And then I know it's not saying much because there's not many good ones, but. It is the best live action anime adaption I have ever seen, and the thing, and we'll we'll get off topic. Is I want to gush about it. The the thing I love about it is that uh, they got the characters like spot on. They got the looks right. They made the hollows look realistic, but not too different than how they look. Um, and they 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 basically did the first arc, the substitute arc, right? But it's cool, and I like it a lot because my biggest pet peeve about those movies is I hate sequel baiting. I hate it so much. This movie had a story I wanted to tell. It finished the story at the end. It had the ending, and it was a definitive ending. And then at the very end, there was just like a little tiny, like, huh? Maybe this could, maybe there'll be a sequel. But like, if there's not, it's cool because the story ended and it was a good, you know, it was really good. I really liked it. And I watched I'll have it to twice. Check it out then. I, uh, I watched after it after the Death Note debacle. I was just like, no. Nope. Yeah, but the, I mean, this is a Japanese, you know, thing, so it's not Fair, yeah, the Japanese yeah. Death Note movie was good. The no, American yeah, one, yeah, was. I, I refuse to watch the American one. I'll probably have to watch it at some point because I got a curiosity. But and I hear they're making <laughs> another one. I hear they're making like, another one, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's like how I had to watch Dragon Ball Evolution, even though I knew it was trash. <laughs> Where's Beard when we need him? <laughs> I know, right? Like, um, 
So, okay, so my first cosplay uh, was at MegaCon 2014. I love Aizen. Like, he's my favorite character in Bleach. He's a, I, the moment he turned on everybody was, like, the most shocking thing to me. And, like, uh, uh, this, I had my hair long back then, too. Um, I always I go through different hairstyles. but uh, So I bought a uh, Sosuke Aizen cosplay from a, a, guy, a booth. And uh, I, I, I even bought his sword at the convention, too. I found somebody that had his sword, which was cool. Um, so I kind of want to do something... I don't know if I want to do bleach related. I kind of want to do like Maori Kurotsuchi. I think that would be cool, like to do the face pain and like mm-hmm. his weird hat. Uh, oh, God. First one that he had, yeah, um, something creepy like that. Um, but I, yeah, so that was my first cosplay though. About four years ago, I did. Uh, I did Eisen. Um, I was going to ask where, <laughs> what kind of cons have you gone to? I know you've done Guardian Con, but yeah. where else could people find you for cosplay? Um, it depends. Um, like for example, right now I live in Orlando. There's Tampa MegaCon's going on right now. I didn't go to that. Um, I do plan on going to MegaCon next year in Orlando. I'll be going to Guardian Con in Tampa next year, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. Right now, I don't have like a plan of cons right now. MegaCon is like in Orlando is one. I I feel like I always miss it, and I missed it this year too. So I plan on going next year, and and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for that specifically yet, but. Um, right now, just in the my calendar, I guess you could say, MegaCon Orlando next year, GuardianCon Tampa. I'm thinking of going to Star Wars Celebration, and I think it's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might do that. I don't know. If I do, I'll announce it on Twitter and everything. But I'm, I've never been to Chicago before, so I'm kind of thinking of doing it. But we'll see. That's nice. in, uh, I think it's in April, I think. Nice. So we've talked a little bit about the cosplay. We've talked a little bit about the machinima. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about your um, custom builds of your the little characters that you've done, like the Mega Block builds that you've done. Oh yeah, action figures and stuff. I, yeah. yeah, the Atheon is really cool. <laughs> yeah, as uh, I love the uh, Destiny Mega Block stuff. I have almost every set. Um, I just uh, I want I wanted to get into like Star Wars Legos because I love Star, but it's so expensive. Right, and I already spent enough money on Star Wars stuff. Um, so like Mega Blocks is actually pretty affordable compared to Legos. So I like, and, and I, I prefer the Mega Blocks figures better than the Lego ones. They look much better. But uh, yeah, so Atheon, um, I, I'm wanting been wanting to do more custom Mega Blocks stuff. But yeah, I thought Atheon was like way too short. Mm-hmm. So I bought two Atheon sets, and I uh, basically doubled Atheon up. I did like a, a Power Rangers like. Yeah, my creature grow type thing, and I right. uh, made Atheon like twice the size. He looks like he's supposed to, um, and I plan on doing like a little diorama, like a little vault of glass diorama kind of thing. Nice. Um, but yeah, I started making custom figures in high school, which was around the time Revenge of the Sith came out. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like custom clone troopers at the time. Like people were making these crazy like urban commando clones stuff like that. Right. And I just thought that was like the coolest thing. So I started making custom figures and I stopped for a little bit after high school. And then since doing the YouTube again a couple of years ago, I've been doing them again. And so I've done like Mandalorians. I've done, uh, I did a Destiny figure for my friend before the Destiny figures even came out. I did a Trials of Osiris Guardian for him. Um, that's on the YouTube channel. I've done like anime stuff. Like I've done a Desert Punk figures. I love Desert Punk. Um, what else have I done? I have plans to do others. Like I have like a board in my shop of like custom ideas that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I do them. I haven't done them recently, but I plan to do some more in the like, next coming months. So how how did this all start? Like, what got you interested in doing all the customization, or how did how did you even? I, we asked. I asked about the machinima, and, yeah. but I really didn't ask about why you decided to start building things for. Um, the props or the cosplay or anything like that. Like, was there a D and D role play kind of game or was it just like, Hey, this is kind of cool. And I like building things. Yeah. The second one, like, uh, like I said, uh, when, um, when I was in high school, revenge of the Sith just came out and, uh, everybody was making like, like you couldn't like go like a click without seeing like a custom clone trooper on like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of custom figure websites. I can't think of any right now. But uh, they were just all over the place, especially on eBay. There was just pages and pages and pages of, like, custom clone troopers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought they were so cool. And I'd always, like, I think I mentioned at the start of the podcast, like, creativity kind of, like, runs my life. And uh, I've always, as a kid, I always drew. I would nonstop draw things. 
Um, I got into writing as I got older. Um, you know, I love I love good stories and anything creative. That's why I love anime. I like video games, uh, Star Wars, stuff like that. Um, so, like, you know, I always built stuff as a kid. Like, uh, I didn't really use Legos as a kid. I played with, uh, no one remembers these but me. Um, they're called Constructs. Yes. Um, yeah. And they had, like, astronaut, like, space-themed ones. They're really cool. They don't make them anymore. And they're really pretty expensive now if you find them on eBay, like, um, to, to get them. But I always built stuff. And, uh, like, the custom figures thing was, like, the next level of that. And then, again, as I got older, then I was like, I want to start making props. Like, I think I could do that. And mm-hmm. then I did that. And then I was like, I want to – and then, like like I said, I went to Guardian Con last year. And we had such a good response for the Destiny props. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and make armor and then the armor this year. Um, and then I also, um, I always done graphics and video editing. So I actually have a, a degree in animation and, um, you know, I, I showed you guys the destiny shirts that we sell. So I made all those shirts, like yeah. anything creative at all. Like I'm just all over it. Most of the time, like that's my thing, even like in my house or like cars I've owned, I always customize something about it. Or like, like I said, in my house, I have a shop. So I've, like customize the out of it for that purpose. And um, I'm always like thinking like uh, uh, in the the video I did recently, the Saiyan armor video in the background, you see my entertainment center. It's just loaded with like play arts figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the entertainment center is like, uh, I got it from a neighbor that was throwing it out and I plan to like take it apart and like repaint it and stuff like that. So, you know, like anything I can like, like uh, make better and, uh, you know, upgrade to your own stuff. To my own style is like that's yeah. my thing. I got that from my dad, I think, because um, my dad's always like, uh, even now he's kind of he's like semi-retired, but he basically, if you guys ever watch American Pickers, it's kind of like what my dad does, nice. and uh, he uh, picks, he fixes, and he sells. And so um, I've always been from a young age like taking something that's people throw out and making into something people want, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a part of it. Cause I actually have an eBay store too, where I do the same, like I buy and sell figures and all kind of geeky. cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's always kind of been in my life. That's awesome. I've got one final question for you before we start to wrap up the show. And mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to get involved with machinima or with prop making and cosplay and stuff like that, who would you suggest they look at or like how, how would one go about it? Cause you, like you said at the beginning, there's no school, there's no, yeah. there's no, no layout for that kind of thing. So how would you suggest somebody gets involved with kind of becoming like that, being able to create things like that? Um, I mean, really the main thing is, I mean, in my opinion is go on YouTube, like think of something in your imagination that you want to build. Like let's say Mandalorian armor, look that up. And see if you can find a decent, uh, rep, you know, I, I, I don't even necessarily say reputable because not all just, people have tons of talent that don't get hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But uh, look up somebody that, that you find that makes, I would say, well thought out videos on how they make things um, and kind of just see what they're doing. Use that as a basis and then just start picking from other places and get your own style going. Um, and then also if you like a cosplayer or a prop maker that has like an ebook or something, I would mm-hmm. recommend, you know, one, you know, buying that for yourself to uh, get your own skills up Two, if you enjoy the person you're supporting them by buying the ebook. Um, so that that's kind of my two cents on it. You know, I have my own uh, people that I, I, I respect and aspire. Like I said, Evil Ted, uh, Punish Props, Kamui Cosplay, I've been watching recently. And like her recent, um, she does, she's doing a Monster Hunter armor right now. And that thing just like blew my mind, the nice. amount of detail. And it's insane. Like I, I got like uh, emotional. Wa- like uh, it's weird when I say that, like you got emotional watching like a cosplay. Yes, I did. Cause like, it's so intricate and so, so much time and it just looks insanely amazing i'm like that is the kind of stuff i want to do eventually um so anyway that's my two cents on that for machinima uh that's a hard one i I really um 
make there's not many videos on how to make machinima i think in destiny and our in destiny community there are, there's a youtuber that makes videos on how to make machinima and i can't think of his name right now but it's really like one of the only people that does like here's a tutorial on how to like remove your gun and here's a tutorial on like scene and lighting and stuff like that in destiny mm-hmm. but there's for there's not many videos like that so really my first couple episodes was like super trial and error. And like, like I said, uh, digital curse was nice enough to like reply to my comments on stuff. Right. Um, but I, I really, it's one of those things that you have to just do. And then while you, as you continue to do it, you get your own rhythm, you get your own style. Like uh, the way I make machinima is different than the way digital curse makes machinima. It's also different from the way Tempest Knight makes machinima. And you just have to see what works for you and go with that. So Machinima is like, a, you have to try it and do it. And then you get your own like style and you kind of get a good process going. That's, the, you know, for that is the main thing I can say. You just have to just, just, you know, just do it like Nike, do it, you know. Nice. That's the it's best way like, to begin is begin. Just yeah, yeah, trial and error. A lot of that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on to the show and just kind of sharing that with us. Cause you, it was, was the Lord. It wasn't Lord of Wolves. It was the potato gun. Oh my God. Dreg's promise. promise. Dreg's promise. I got to handle this, the prop that you made. Mm-hmm. That thing is freaking cool. Like, <laughs> like I, I love it. Pi- I think I have a picture of you with it. Uh-huh. Pretty- uh-huh. Like we did the, um, Charlie's angels pose. Yes, that's right. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah I have that picture. That was great, but yeah, it's, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and like for sharing that kind of stuff with us. Because I, I always talk real big. Like I'd love to cosplay. I'd love to try doing that kind of stuff. But I am so, um, terrible at <laughs> actually starting to do any of that kind of stuff and just even putting things together. It's like okay, yeah. I don't even know how to analyze a piece of armor to figure out. Okay, this is what I need or whatnot. It's pretty awesome that, that honestly that's the hardest part is looking at something like reference material and like okay how do I make this how how does this shape where does this that's my hardest thing it's like I feel like my depth perception is trash mm-hmm. and I'm like looking I'm like okay is this like going in the armor is it coming out or like how is the shape so that's yeah putting that together is hard like learning how to template things is like the best thing you could do as a cosplayer is figure out how to break 3D objects down into 2D so you can make templates to just bang out your armor. Like that's honestly the best, probably the best advice I can give a new cosplayer uh, maker is uh, get good at making templates and breaking down 3D objects so you can make them into foam or whatever material you're using. This is going to make your life a thousand percent uh, easier, you know, making cosplay. Nice. Awesome. Well, Blue, do you have any like final questions or anything? Nope, I'm. I think we got all the ones that I I generally see. So, uh, yeah. like I said again, we'll we'll definitely be putting um putting all the links. And I know uh, Zion, I know you had mentioned you guys have a Discord for the Machinima stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that open to everyone, or is that like how? Talking about yeah, asking the, like places to ask for help and stuff. Yeah, the Destiny Machinima Discord's open for everybody. Um, I'm one of the moderators on it because you know I'm one of the one of the three main writers of the Destiny Machinima universe. But yeah, it's open to everyone. Um, it's not just Machinima, but definitely if you need help making Machinima or if you need voice actors, body actors, we have auditions that uh, you can host. Uh, but also there's uh, lore channels, there's a meme channel, there's looking for group channels, um, all kind of stuff, uh, YouTube channels. You can post your own content there if you want. But yeah, it's open to everybody. Every, anyone can join the Destiny Machine Discord. I need PS4 people. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I, need, I need slaves. I mean, body actors for Team Million. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I was just thinking, you know, definitely, you know, the best thing, because I know when we talk with uh, Mel, who's Wind of the Stars, She's, you know, that's kind of one of her things is she's starting to really get into like the coaching of cosplaying and stuff like that, which she always has been, but she's really kind of doubling down on that. And I know that's one of the big things is just getting, getting people connected with other people is the, is a huge hurdle. 
uh, especially in today's age and, you know, or today's world, it's really, it's really kind of interesting. You know, the internet does all this amazing stuff, but for as much as it brings people together, it also kind of seems to throw people a far distance away from each other. So getting, getting those, getting those discord channels or those Twitter handles and stuff like that. And like I said, we'll definitely get all those in the show notes for this episode. Uh, if you guys are, you know, listening on iTunes or anything like that, check out the website. That's where we post all the show notes. Um, and again, we'll get we'll get all the all the appropriate links over there set up. Um, do you, Zion? Do you have any shout outs that you have or that you wanted to make before we before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to kind of like, uh, <clears throat> you know, promote my other fellow writers in the Destiny Machinima universe. So if you guys. Uh, you know, want to see something lore-driven uh, in Destiny as far as the Machinima goes, I really recommend you guys going to Tempest Knight's channel and checking out uh, his two series, Rift and From the Ashes. And then uh, also, of course, I have to shout out to uh, Daddy uh, <laughs> Digital Curse, who, like, started this whole thing. Uh, if you want to see something kind of uh, Red versus Blue-esque, definitely check out Digital Curse and Fireteam Weasel. And at the same token, because my show is very similar, if you want to see uh, something Red versus Blue-esque with a good Guardian Ghost dynamic, uh, definitely check out my show, Team Titan, on my channel. Awesome. And, uh, and uh, Zion, if you can shoot me over the links <laughs> for those other uh, content creators, we'll get them up in the show notes as well for people. Oh, way, yeah, for that sure. That way we'll definitely make sure to help kind of make make the transition a bit easier for everyone who might have interest there. Um, Green, how about you? Do you have any shout-outs? Uh shout outs and heart goes out to any of the content creators who are out there in general, just like we talk about content creators from the video standpoint, like making YouTube videos, tutorials, stuff like that. But we don't really talk about the people who do the prop making the cosplays and stuff like that kind of thing. And it's, those are kind of like the unheard or unsung heroes. I, we were talking before the show about the guy who made the Titan cosplay of the, trials of osiris back yeah, two years black. ago mm-hmm. and there's the hunter cosplayers and stuff like that and it's awesome that you guys devote time to doing that so we can it's as i'm sure it's a blast for you guys to do it but it's also so much fun for us who are not dressed up like that or like don't have the talent or the time to be able to put something like that together to be able to see and interact essentially with a guardian yeah to bring them to life and it's my heart goes out to all of you guys because it's kind of you you work tireless tirelessly there we go there's the word <laughs> for so many hours to build this to do a weekend long con yeah and then it goes away for another year or it gets upgraded for the next year exactly so it's that is my shout out is to any of those content creators who do that kind of thing because it's it's awesome and it, I don't think it's really focused on a whole lot within the community like it should be blue all right well with that we'll begin to wrap the chat up i just wanted to remind everyone if you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the normal episodes please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focus fire chat links to all our episode archives can be found at www.focusfirechat.com uh, thank you again, Zeon, for joining in the conversation. Like I said, I'll be sure to get your contact information up in our show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting with you and you know reviewing your content. Uh, please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast. And let us know by giving us some feedback over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all our amazing partner podcasts within the Guardian Radio Network over on focusfirechat.com. So until next time. Focus your fire and may your light shine bright.